Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, my next guest is seen as the go to person when we talk about reverse mentoring. From holding senior finance positions at business giants British Airways, Royal Mail PLC, and Virgin Atlantic, to taking the leap to fully invest in her business, Eminair, which provides reverse mentoring and inclusive leadership programs, executive coaching, and strategic business development. Patrice Gordon is a dynamo. Welcome to the show, Patrice. How are you? Hi, Bobby. I'm really well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Lovely to talk to you. Now, maybe we might start with your background and tell us maybe what shaped your get-up-and-go attitude to life. Oh, right. Big questions. Big questions <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Um, so first of all, I was born in Jamaica. I moved to the UK when I was about three, um, brought up in a single parent household and discovered my passion for maths at quite a young age at secondary school. And really, I love a bit of structure and I love knowing exactly what I need to do to get to where I need to get to. And obviously, maths is quite a structured subject. And that's what I fell in love with at quite an early age which allowed me to study accountancy and psychology at university. Right. Um, and that led to my initial career within um, the big four at PwC as an auditor. Didn't quite know what that meant when I joined, discovered very quickly, and then really moved to invest in that side from an industry perspective. And that's when I joined BA. Right. And when you, when you left uh, the auditing world, did you, did you discover when you were in auditing that there was so much more uh, to your business life and to opportunities uh, that you could pursue. I say that with, I'm smiling here, Bobby. Um, But yeah, ultimately, I think audit for me was a pathway and a gateway into um, achieving my chartered accountancy qualification. And so I really saw that as my first step. And I had studied business, so I was keen to really get into industry. And I think I realized how restrictive it was but also it gave me such a great opportunity to kind of step into um, the finance environment and really understand it from so many different industries that I was able to kind of tap into. So, yeah, it was a perfect start for me, but also I knew that it was the start and not kind of the be-all and end-all. Now, let's talk then about reverse mentoring. Firstly, maybe let's we'll just talk about uh, the definition of same. Uh, As I understand it, it's a leader who basically puts himself into uh, underrepresented employees' position in the company and really walks the talk. Or maybe that's a bad description. So my definite thanks, Bobby. My definition of reverse mentoring is where we get senior leaders to be mentored by people who are underrepresented. And so I look at that in regards to age, gender, ethnicity, sexual preference, veteran status. And so in different organizations, that might mean different things, right? So if it's a really young organization, the underrepresented person might be someone who's a slightly older. Um, you know, if it is an organization where it is full of veterans, then the underrepresented person would be someone who's not a veteran. So ultimately, what I'm trying to do and trying to push is people who are underrepresented when it comes to the senior leadership team table, those guys who are making the decisions, we need to make sure they've got a wider vantage point. Okay. And could I suggest, Patrice, 
that the reason that it actually works is that basically it makes leaders accountable for inclusion, i.e. they don't say, oh, you, uh, inclusion has been dealt with by somebody in else. HR. Absolutely. That the, that's yeah, not that's, a route to, do, to go. Absolutely, Bobby. You've got it now right on the head there. For me, this is the singular interventions that they have to invest their time and energy in themselves they can't kind of default it to somebody else so patrice when when we look at an organization uh, like british airways uh, and we've seen an awful lot of change there recently around you know uniform policy and just general policies that would probably uh, be the result of reverse mentoring w- would that be fair to say i think And with the policy changes and with employee kind of led initiatives, they're always there in the undercurrent. So I think I can't speak um, very authentically on the British Airways piece. But overall, when we look at organisations which are unionised or where employees do have a voice, then they've probably raised their concerns and issues previously. But what reverse mentoring allows you to do is to have a one on one relationship with a person of difference who may have had that issue that they want to raise. And what I I say and what I see and what I experience is that when a leader has that opportunity to have a deep and meaningful connection with someone of difference and that person shares their viewpoints and opinions, which they haven't had the ability to have that kind of private audience with someone so senior before, it removes um, some of the noise. So it allows the leader to truly see the person, truly see the issue. So, you know, the description of, you know, I don't think that it's perhaps fair in terms of what our maternity or our paternity policy looks like is different when it's kind of a faceless group. But then when you have that one-on-one relationship with someone and you understand their viewpoints and opinions as to what the changes could mean and how it could impact an individual, I think it just personalises some of the organisational challenges that we have. And leaders have reported, you know, that they are able to really just tap into the differences and understanding those differences. So when they are sat around a leadership team table, they have a point of reference that they can think about when they're making those decisions to even perhaps ask questions in the future so that they can make better decisions, you know? Yeah. So if if we were looking at it from the perspective of the underrepresented employee, mm-hmm. they need to be a willing participant in this, do they not? Absolutely. No forced participants when it comes to mentoring. And actually for mentees as well, I don't encourage a kind of a three-line whip whilst it may seem um, great if all leaders are signed up for it, actually it can be more damaging than helpful if the leaders who are on board are not in it. They're not emotionally connected to it and they, you know, quite frankly, might not want to be in that space for whichever reason, whether it's a time perspective or maybe they're just not interested. Because my experience of when this does happen, when it is a three-line whip, is that it has a really negative impact on the mentor specifically. But as you know, bad news travels fast. So that reverberates throughout the whole organisation if someone's had a bad experience and it will leave kind of a little bitter taste. So when it comes around to asking people to volunteer again, people might not be as willing participants as they were the first time around if the experience is negative. Yeah, and like all these initiatives, Patrice, sincerity rules, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think when you're, especially when you're in a space when you're not the majority, your um, emotional intelligence and your kind of subconscious cues 
or looking out for subconscious cues that it's incredibly high because you're in not a, high, a, flight, a fight or flight, but you're in a heightened state of awareness. And when you're in a heightened state of awareness, you can suss out when someone is being authentic or not, right? Are you seeing as part of your work now, Patrice, that inclusive workplaces are actually becoming the norm? The need and the requirement for inclusive need, um, inclusive workplaces are becoming more norm. Some organisations are not moving in the direction at that right level of speed. But if you look at the latest surveys when it comes to um, inclusion and it comes to belonging, so Gallup and BetterUp are two of my main sources um, of research. And ultimately, we've got employees, I think 69% of employees from BetterUp survey are reporting that they are feeling disconnected at work and they don't feel like they have genuine relationships. On the other hand, you also have this 59%, according to Gallup, are, are quietly quitting in the workplace. So you have this combination of people feeling disconnected, people who are not feeling attached or connected at work which is leading to less of a feeling of belonging. And when employees don't feel like they belong or connected, their productivity decreases because they're just not as interested. Yeah. No, and, and, and finally, can I ask you then, Patrice, like, is there any chance that, or um, I presume you would love to see reverse mentoring become mainstream and be oh, something would. that would. would be embraced by, I suppose, all employers? Absolutely, I would. And is there any chance of that happening in your view? Um, one of the key requirements for me when we set up a reverse mentoring program is psychological safety. And ultimately, that means that um, both the, imp- the mentor and the mentee have an uh, organisational culture where they can come to the table without fear of reprisal and what they might say or do in that reverse mentoring relationship. And I think there are still plenty toxic workplaces that exist. And in those organisations, I wouldn't recommend reverse mentoring being used. And that's simply because my primary care and consideration is towards the mentors. This is the underrepresented person. And I, you know, through the research and from the work that I've done, it can really have negative impacts, not just in the organization, but on the health and well-being of those mentors. And so my primary concern is making sure they have a good experience um, and they can obviously see the outcomes of the efforts that they've put in. So yeah, I would love for it to be mainstream, but only in psychologically safe environments where their work and their effort and then putting themselves forward and being vulnerable is actually going to be taken in the way that it should be and actual action will be taken as a result of the programs. So what you're really saying is that if you embrace this, you better be sincere about it. Otherwise, it could cause more harm than good. (laughs) Love that straight talk, Bobby. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Patrice. It's a fascinating concept. And again, I think it does require a bit of bravery and a little, it certainly requires deep commitment. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think this is great work. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.